This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, S. Drotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty here. It is roughly the last week of September, and so all the races that are, that are still going on are heating up. And that means we need to talk to our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. And, and Jen, we're, we're not going to sprain our shoulders patting ourselves on the back, but uh, <laughs> we're on a bit of a roll. Yeah, well, uh, Tuesday's episode, I think we hit six of our seven bets. It's pretty, pretty good. So I don't know if we can keep it rolling, but we're certainly going to try. Yeah, we're going to see if we can do it. Let's find out. And we're going to start over it again. One of these matchups where you look at it and think, uh, why would you pay attention to this game? And here's the honesty. Uh, as a viewer, unless you're an Orioles or Rangers fan, you would not. In fact, I'd <laughs> highly recommend you stay away from the 97 lost Rangers and the 104 lost Orioles. But that doesn't mean there's not opportunities in these games for betters and DFS players. That's right. As you said, Sean, this is like, wow, the battle of the losers, if you will. Uh, Orioles are 23 and 51 when at home. Rangers are 22 and 55 when away. They are both last in their divisions. It's just pretty sad. They're both also two and eight across their last 10 games. So someone has to win this game, though. Interestingly, Vegas has the Rangers just slightly favored minus 115 over the Orioles minus 105. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. So let's break it down a little bit and see where our betting opportunities are. So we know that we are in Camden tonight. That's a really good hitters park uh, much like Coors much like Fenway I often look to the overs at parks like this now Glenn Otto's going for the Rangers he's given up 17 runs across his last three starts and in two of those starts he didn't even make it out of the fourth inning Meanwhile, on the other side, Zach Lowther has a season ERA of nearly seven. So I'm thinking that the over could hit here. Even though these aren't big hitting teams, they're still professional baseball players. They're still major league players, and they can still put up some runs on a warm, warm summer night. So I think what I'd like to do is a couple of things. First of all, when you have a game like this that isn't super headline, you know, it's not the Jays, it's not the Yankees, it's not the Astros. It's kind of fun to target them for DFS because you get value. Cheap. That's right. That's right. Cheapies. So if you want the super cheapest start, the super cheapest start, Charlie Culberson is batting 341 with four homers versus lefties this year, and he's only $2,100 on FanDuel. So that allows you to spend up for all those Astros tonight, for the Jays tonight, whoever else you want. You want to get Vladdy in your lineup. You want to get Otani in your lineup. You can do that if you can use a piece like Charlie Culberson. And it's not a bad dart. Uh, you can also get Adolis Garcia for 3400 Good value. He has the power to go yard here. He has 10 bombs versus lefties. Cedric Mullins on the other side of this, really like. He's a switch hitter, but he's batting 313 versus righties with 20 bombs and he's only 3,400 plus Mullins could swipe a bag or two. And Ryan Moncastle's 3,500. He has 18 homers versus righties. And then remember, Trey Mancini is always dominant at home. He's only $3,000 here. So I like those guys as big upside, little investment in your DFS. All those prices are from FanDuel, by the way. 
the uh, over I'm absolutely looking at I, mm-hmm. I, because these two pitchers are just awful. Uh, mm-hmm. Neither has a win yet. I mean, it, it is ugly. The only thing that they've done all right is they are averaging a strikeout an inning or more so that there are opportunities maybe there because they are facing teams that aren't obviously stacked with the best offenses that you might even be able to find a, a strikeout prop or two that you like. But uh, be aware, they're not going to probably perform well. The walk-to-strikeout ratio for neither is good for them, like I said, neither even has a win yet. Uh, Lowther, in his case, in his only 19 and two-thirds innings, has coughed up five home runs. And that's probably exactly why the Rangers are favored. But when you're talking about teams that are this bad, uh, I'm not going to pick either one to win. I'm just kind of looking at the over. And uh, certain players, like you were talking about, and maybe a guy like uh, Garcia is the one I'm specifically looking at because he's got homer power and louder. Well, he serves him up. Yeah, and I agree. I'm taking the over here. Um, If you want to turn this into plus money and you do like the Orioles or the Rangers, there's an easy way to parlay this. You can take the Orioles to win and over five and a half total runs in the game, which I think is a smash, plus 155. Or if you're a Rangers fan, you can go Rangers to win and over five and a half runs for plus 130. So if you want to play a win, but you want to turn it into better money, that's how you can do it. I would take the over five and a half runs. And of course, you can adjust that line to be over six and a half, over seven to get even a better payout but as i said either of these teams could win this game they're evenly matched i like the over and i like it as a fan duel play yeah there are a lot of good options in there because we've talked about this with dfs sometimes you have to make sure if you want to get the star players we'll be talking about in a moment you have to find a way to get some cheap options and especially in those big group games uh, you want to have an individual lineup because it does take a little bit of luck when you're in with 20,000 people or so and you need to make sure that uh, your lineup is unique it's the best way to make sure that even if you do have a good time you're not splitting it with a thousand of your best friends (laughs) going on to our next game we talked about the stars well they come out tonight in Minnesota not for the twins who are actually one of the baseball's most disappointing teams this season, but the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, of course, uh, getting finished with the Rays with a, uh, let's just say, a rivalry that's heating up between the two teams. Uh, The Blue Jays, however, all of a sudden, in the last couple days, with just the one loss, because the Red Sox and the Yankees are so hot, find themselves technically in fourth place in the AL East and in the wild card standing, of course they've dropped as well. So they need a win tonight very badly. Fortunately, it appears to be a good matchup against the twins. It definitely does. Jays are favored here, and they have a lot to play for, as you mentioned. Now, since September 1st, the Jays have scored a whopping 143 runs. That is league leading by a lot. I believe it's more than 20 runs more than the Astros, who are in second place. The Twins, on the other hand, have scored 80 Two. Now let's look at home and road records. Jades are 42 and 36 on the road. So they have a winning record on the road. Twins are 34 and 40 at home. They have a losing record at home. So no home field advantage for the twins today, right? Um, so Jays are rightfully so favored here. Now let's look at the pitchers. Matt's been good for the Jays. He has a two and a half ERA over his last nine starts. And last time he faced the twins, he gave up two earned runs and struck out five. On the other side though, Pineda's actually been quite good since his return. He won his last start versus this very same Jays team last week, allowing only one earned run across five and two thirds inning. Now he only struck out two. 
The Jays have the second lowest strikeout rate since September 1st. It's only 17.8%. They are quite simply making contact. So I'm looking at a strikeout prop here. I'm taking the under on Michael Pineda's strikeout prop at three and a half. Um, on the other side, Minnesota has a 24% strikeout rate since September Ugh. 1st. Oh, yep. my goodness. So I'm taking the over on five and a half strikeouts for Matt, who struck out only five Jays last time, but he struck out six Yankees the game before that and six Orioles the game before that. So that's how you can get into plus money. That's a plus 105. I'm willing to take that uh, over five and a half for Matt's. Overall in this game, I'm going to take the under of nine and a half, even though I think the Jays are going to hit well. Um, Pineda is a pretty tough matchup, and I don't think that, the twins are going to get a lot off Matt. So I think the Jays will win this. And I would parlay that with the under of nine and a half to turn that into better money. Yeah. I really don't like that line at nine and a half. I think that's it's high. That's, it's really high to be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. that. And, and we have an interesting setup in this. The blue Jays and the twins have played only three times this year, but as you pointed out, both Matt's and Pineda have been involved in two of those three games. So not only have we had the opportunity to uh, see these these teams match up, we've seen these exact pitchers against these exact teams. And in that first game where Pineda started, uh, the Twins actually won that game 7-3. to three. But as you pointed out, Pineda was, uh, is better now than he even started the season. And back then, held the Blue Jays to only three runs in that game. In Matt's game, which was the second game of the year they played, the Blue Jays won 6-2. to two. So when these guys have faced each other, Pineda and the Twins held the Blue Jays to three runs. When Mats and the Blue Jays faced the Twins, he held them to two. So I look at that nine and a half and think, no way, no how am I getting anywhere near that. Of course, uh, this is still one of those games where the big guys, the, the Vladimir Guerreros of the world, some of the power guys on the on the Blue Jays can still just pop a home run here and there. Uh, both of these guys, uh, not terribly vulnerable to it, but obviously can give them up from time to time. I do like uh, the idea of going under on the Pineda strikeouts too, even though uh, he's a guy that can do it. He's still under one an inning this year. Not very good. Matt's a little bit better with 133 in 140 and two thirds innings pitched, but mainly for uh, baseball fans, obviously Toronto wants to get that win. They need to get that win. Uh, these races are tightening up significantly. I don't love the, that 135 for the for the money line for the blit for the Jays. But I do like combining it with an under and I feel pretty confident in that. Yep, that's what I would do too. That's my recommendation. Take the Jays to win in the under of nine and a half. Yep. We'll look at one more of our matchups. We'll go uh, out west for the final one and we'll do that just a moment on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. Jennifer Piacenti, our baseball expert, is with me. And, Jen, we're going to look at one more game today. We're going to go out west. You talked about uh, saving up the money for you DFS folks in that Rangers-Orioles game we previewed. Well, uh, you probably saved it up for this one. The very good Houston Astros take on an Angels team that is 72-80, and 80, which actually sounds disappointing and is disappointing. But when you look at the talent they have lost in injuries, you realize that this is a good Angels team. It absolutely is a good Angels team, but unfortunately, they don't have their best team on the field right now. They had a fun game last night, went into extras, uh, but the Astros did win. Can they complete the sweep tonight? 
I think so. The Astros' magic number is three. They also have a lot to play for. They would like to get this in the bag. So Lance McCullough Jr. is on the bump for the Strohs. He's struck out seven or more in his last three starts and seven the last time he faced this Angels team just a week ago. He's allowed only six earned runs across his last four. Alex Cobb on the other side uh, is not a big strikeout pitcher, but he has really limited damage, allowing only three earned runs across his past five starts. So as I said on Tuesday, the usually contact-happy Angels have been struggling to make contact lately. I don't see a lot of runs being scored in this game, believe it or not. The Astros are going to be without Jordan Alvarez tonight. So that's one really potent player will not be available. He was a hero last night, uh, but he needs a little rest tonight. Now, Otani, of course, continues to hit on the other side. And, you know, one of the knocks on Lance McCullers is he does walk too many guys and you know, he really does. Them. 71 he does. walks on the year. Uh, that's he that's does. pretty bad. But here's the thing. If the guy in front of him is batting only 200 or isn't taking his walks and they haven't been lately, it doesn't really matter, even if Otani goes yard. So I think we're pretty safe here to take the Astros to win. But again, you're not getting a lot of money for this one for your investment. So what I like here is actually the under of eight and a half runs. I think the Astros win it, but not by a massive margin. Um, I like the Astros to win and the under eight and a half total runs. If you parlay those like we were talking about doing in the Jays game, it pays plus 240. Huge, huge payout. If you take the Astros to win and just over five and a half runs scored in the game total. I really like that one. It's a safer bet. You can turn it into plus 105. I, I like that idea. I also like uh, Houston on the run line tonight of one and a half. I really do. I think that's uh, that's kind of a good fit tonight simply because we're talking about a team. One team is better than the other. And one team, by the way, is hot. The Astros are now winners of four in a row. And by the way, they're plus Differential in runs is second only to the Dodgers at plus 220. The Angels, by the way, are the coldest team in baseball. Six games straight. That's the street they're on. They've only won two out of their last 10. They look to me like a team that is just playing out the string. It's been such a disappointing season because the injuries, besides Otani's absolutely uh, lights out season. The rest of the season for the Angels has been just kind of one disappointment after the other. So I, I feel like the Astros are not only going to win this, but probably win by two, three, even maybe four runs. I think they dominate tonight, even without Alvarez. But uh, always keep an eye out for someone like Shohei Otani. Uh, if he's in that lineup tonight, uh, you have to take a look at putting him in for one of those player props of at least getting one or two uh, total bases as well. So like the idea for, for those for these games. And let's quickly go back. We'll do one of these. Uh, one of, We'll do your favorite bet, Jen, for each of these matchups. Let's start with that Rangers-Orioles game. I'm taking the over on nine runs scored here at minus 110. All right. The Blue Jays at Minnesota. Blue Jays at Minnesota. I'm going to parlay this to turn this into a little bit of extra money. And I'm going to take the Jays uh, to win with um, the under of nine and a half. All right. And our one we just wrapped up here, the Astros and the Angels. I'm going to take the Astros to win an over five and a half total runs scored in the game to turn this into plus money at plus 105. Look, a couple parlays for the big ones today. Yeah. I, I like that, Jen. That's a little Why more uh, it's exciting. You know what? It's uh, getting to the end of the weekend. Let that, that relax a little. Let things fly. It sounds like a lot of <laughs> Hey, you know, who knows if we'll get six for seven like we did last week, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Do our best. Hopefully you've enjoyed it as well. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe and, uh, you know, tell your friends. 
More importantly, follow Jen on Twitter for all the best stuff. That's Jen Piacenti, uh, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Uh, you can follow me if you'd like at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. So we'll be back with you for more next week. For Jen Piacenti, I'm Sean Drotar, and thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.